Did Bob Iger and Disney have a role in the neo-Nazis false flag incident this early summer at Disney World in Florida? Listen and you decide. This is Randy Osborne. Worldview Truth. I'm going to go ahead and start at the beginning. Over a number of years, in just recent times, there has been an uptick in anti-Semitism here in the state of Florida. Neo-Nazi groups have done a number of things uh, to attack uh, the Jewish community here in the state of Florida. And I believe it's because one of the reasons is there's an uptick of uh, Jewish settlements coming into the state of Florida. This past legislative session, this past spring, the legislature passed a bill that was a very, very strong bill that would fight some of the crimes um, of hate crimes here in the state of Florida, very specifically attacking some of these groups that were going after uh, the Jewish community. The bill was called HB 269, and basically it was to prohibit a person from intentionally dumping litter onto a private property for the purpose of intimidating or threatening the owner. And the new law also increases the penalties for trespassing um, with people that are, again, intending to intimidate, threaten, owners or residents of the property. As the legislature this past spring was working on getting that bill signed through the House and also the Senate, which they were successful at, the moment that that was happening, um, the governor, Ron DeSantis, was in Israel. He was in Jerusalem. So what they did is a couple of the major sponsors of that bill Representative Fine and Representative Crusoe. And I'm going to let you listen um, to that press conference in Jerusalem where they flew the bill to Jerusalem to get the governor to sign it. So listen on. So Florida has really led, and a lot of it is because of these representatives, uh, led the the fight uh, against uh, anti-Semitism, particularly in our public institutions like universities. Unfortunately, in the United States, the universities have become hotbeds uh, for this type of thinking. Uh, And through Randy's effort and Mike's efforts and other members of the legislature, uh, we were able to push back on that in 2019. Uh, We also, though, this year had an opportunity, the legislature saw an opportunity uh, to take uh, even more actions to combat anti-Semitism. You know, you in the United States, you have a constitutionally protected right to say whatever you want, no matter how distasteful it is, no matter how hateful it is. And um, and that's just that's just the way it is. But you don't have a right uh, to threaten people. You don't have a right to harass people. Uh, You don't have a right to intimidate somebody, particularly uh, on the basis of somebody's uh, religious affiliation or whether they may be wearing uh, a kippah. Uh, That is different than just expressing your opinion. And so we have looked, I think the legislature looked, okay, what can we do in Florida uh, to enhance the ability uh, to hold people accountable when they're not just giving an opinion, however distasteful it is, but when that really crosses the line into threatening conduct. And and that's what the legislature has done. This is gonna provide uh, more tools uh, to be able to combat anti-Semitic activity, uh, including things like 
you know, if you have a, a synagogue and someone shines a swastika like image on that, you know, they have a right to have to do the image for themselves. But putting it on someone else's property, they're defining that this bill is a trespass and you could be held accountable for infringing on somebody else's property rights. And so what they're doing is really saying, OK, obviously, we're we're going to uphold the First Amendment and there's just no way around that. And honestly, uh, you're much better off just having everything be protected than try to pick and choose. But when you have this type of conduct, uh, what can you do? So now there's going to be more tools uh, to be able to do that. So I want to commend both the legislators uh, for being involved. And they, they came all the way to Israel to bring the bill here. And we're going to be able to sign the bill uh, here in Israel. And that will be on the books in Florida momentarily. I'm also going to sign a proclamation to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Israel's independence and to highlight the important relationship uh, between Florida and Israel. I was able to give a speech here at the Museum of Tolerance earlier. And uh, I think if you look back at the, the dawn of the modern uh, Jewish state, there were huge, huge odds. I mean, everything was basically stacked against um, these folks. I mean, it was really just uh, a ragtag group of people that, that wanted a Jewish state. And um, I think the, be the good money would have been, this is just not going to work, right? Uh, they fought, they persevered, they faced probably more challenges than any people have faced over the last uh, 75 years. And not only have they been able to meet those challenges and surmount the challenges, you know, you now have uh, the only democracy in this region, humming economy, innovation, and really, uh, I think, a sign of hope for people uh, all across uh, the world. And so in Florida, we're proud to be playing a small role uh, in, in Israel's development uh, with this great relationship that we have. And it's not just based on interests. Yes, the, the economy stuff's good, this, this innovation, it's good. I think it's going to end up saving a lot of lives in Florida, and, and that's really, really significant. Uh, but it also is rooted in shared values. Uh, it's re rooted in cultural and religious affinities. And I think that we have, um, if you go in the winter in South Florida, uh, I think we probably have the largest Jewish population at the, at, in the winter, probably, of anybody, anyone in the, in the country, but certainly close if it's not the top. And so that's just something that we're proud of and want to continue to do it. So I'm going to go uh, put my John Hancock on these two. So it's very, very clear that the governor and the legislature of the state of Florida is very, very committed uh, to support our Jewish population. That brings us to a protest that happened on June the 10th of this past year, where there was a whopping 18 white supremacists uh, from two different neo-Nazi groups um, that led a demonstration at the front of Disney World, right outside the park. In Florida, different organizations have actually tracked two known neo-Nazi groups. One is the National Socialist Movement, and the other is called the Goyim Defense League, or GDL. But a different organization organized the event at Disney. And that organization was formed in early 2023, or basically just before this protest. And this new group is called the Order of the Black Sun the Order of the Black Sun. And according to news sources, the purpose of this new group was because 
of infighting with the other groups. So this newly formed group allegedly was formed due to infighting with these other groups. But here's the rest of the story. The players in this new group are very, very similar, and many of them belong to these other organizations. So if there's infighting, why did they show up to this protest? Under the name of the Order of the Black Sun. And if it's many of the same protesters to go to all these events, why would they need a new organization formed just for this protest or maybe future protests as well? So what's going on here? So many of these protesters, and I will not mention their names because that's what they're looking for is more publicity, are going to this group, but they belong to other groups. So here's the big question is why do they need to create a new group called the Order of the Black Sun that this was their first protest here at the Gate of Disney? So the demonstrators, under the name of Order of Black Sun, in front of Disney World, um, was demonstrating using swastika flags as well as making racial anti-LGBTQ plus signs. They were shouting slurs, giving Nazi salutes. And guess what else they were doing? They were carrying DeSantis 2024 campaign signs and flags. Wait, what? This is Randy Osborne. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne. I want to introduce to you a new podcast called Worldview Truth. Worldview Truth discusses conservative issues and battles that are important to you that you will not hear on mainstream media. Please follow, like, and share Worldview Truth with Randy Osborne. Thank you and God bless. Worldview Truth. Most of you are familiar with a bill that was signed. It was called a Parental Rights in Education Bill. And it was termed, um, actually Disney came out against it and opposed it. Not only did they oppose it, they decided that they were going to pour in lots and lots of money to try to stop this bill and actually overturn it. The bill simply was an attempt to prevent schools to teach children sexualized material, young children. That's what it was. It was basically the intent was to prevent school systems from sexualizing children. Well, Disney decided to get into that battle. And after really getting into Disney and looking at some of the things that they've been putting out, I can totally understand why that they would get in that battle. But instead of being an entertainment organization, they decide they want to get into the battle to fight to sexualize young children. So as a result of that, um, the governor and the legislature has been in a number of battles with Disney. When parents had started seeing what Disney was doing and started looking at the content of what Disney was putting out, uh, began boycotting Disney. People quit going to their movies. They quit subscribing to Disney Plus and Hulu. They quit going to Disney parks across the country. As a result, Disney has lost 
millions of dollars. Let me rephrase that. They've lost nearly billions of dollars in recent times as a result of that. That brings us up to a interview with CNBC's David Faber. And this was an interview that was done back in July. The interview started out with Faber asking Bob Iger, which is the new CEO of Disney, he basically asked him about the losses that Disney has incurred in recent times. And Bob Iger made every excuse in the book. In fact, I heard another interview where Bob Iger basically went into great detail explaining away every single movie failure, every loss in their online streaming customers, reduction in park tickets. Everything he did, he explained away good reasoning behind everything. But he would not admit to a boycott, which was causing the issues. I'm going to pick up this interview that David Faber had with Bob Iger with the issue or the battle with the governor, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis, who's going to be on the husting, so to speak, for the next year. And he's going, he's made this a part of his campaign, uh, attacking Disney, saying it's a woke corporation. We've put the company on a pedestal, but they've really embraced the idea of getting the sexualized content in the program line that I'm not willing to cross. I mean, that's what he said. I quoted DeSantis there. How do you respond to that? I'm going to just pause for just a minute on that video. Um, Iger, in the, in the video, he immediately crossed his arms after he heard that quote, which is a defensive posture. Well, what, so far, what we've said publicly is that we are uh, concerned that he has decided to retaliate against the company for a position the company took on pending legislation in that state. And frankly, the company was within its right, even though I'm not sure it was handled very well, was within its right to speak up on an issue, constitutionally protected right of free speech. And to retaliate against the company in a way that would be harmful to the business was not something that we could sit back and tolerate. And so we have filed a lawsuit to protect our First Amendment rights there and to protect our business, uh, frankly. other issues that you referenced, look, the last thing that I want for the company is for the company to be drawn, be drawn into any culture wars. You know, we've operated for, you know, almost 100 years as a company making product that we actually are proud of in terms of its impact on the world. You know, I, I, I joke every once in a while we're there to manufacture fun. Well, you, you know, you, we're, you we're there be, to tell great stories. You, I know, but you can't that, be happy when there's literally Nazis standing outside the front gates of the park. That was horrifying, quite frankly. And uh, it's concerning to me that anyone would encourage a, you know, a, a level of intolerance or even hate that, in, frankly, could you know, e- e- even become you know, da- you know, dangerous action that could be turned into you know, some dangerous act of some sort. Uh, so it's concerning to me. But I don't, I don't really want to engage in the specifics except to say that it's, it's not our goal to be involved in a culture war. Our goal is to continue to tell wonderful stories and have a positive, positive impact on the world. You know, we are a preeminent entertainer in the world, and we're proud of our track record there. So CNBC's Dave Faber 
drew him in to the protesters, the Nazi protesters in front of Dizzy. And I want you to again listen to what Iger said. Oh, great story. I know, you can't be happy when there's literally Nazis standing outside the front gates of the park. That was horrifying, quite frankly. And uh, it's concerning to me that anyone would encourage a, you know, a, a level of intolerance or even hate that, in, frankly, could you know, e- e- even become you know, da- you know, dangerous action that could be turned into you know, some dangerous act of some sort. So Bob Iger is very specifically accusing Ron DeSantis of that protest with those neo-Nazis. But the same groups and individuals very specifically that were protesting and had the flags flying of the uh, Swastika's uh, flags along with Ron DeSantis has been seen on videos saying all kinds of obscenities against Ron DeSantis. In fact, here's one of the posts, and I'm going to read some of it. I can't read all of it because there's so much obscenity to it. It says, Jew-worshipping freak Ron DeSantis is unhinged. It appears the woke Democrats were right about this coward and traitor as the fate of our nation increasingly rests upon our ability to stop him in his sick, hate-fueled mission to destroy the American people at the behest of our greatest foreign enemy the illegitimate satanic terrorist state of Israel and the bloodthirsty American hating Jews who call at home, starting with the great people of our home state of Florida. And then it goes on to talk about um, how he signed the, um, the bill that he did while he was in Jerusalem. So the purpose of the demonstration with those DeSantis flags very specifically was to hurt Ron DeSantis. And Bob Iger had to pile on that instead of staying away from it. But again, he was fed that by David Faber. So let's see what Bob Iger said just one more time. Quote, it's horrifying, quite frankly, and it's concerning to me that anyone would encourage a level of intolerance or even hate that frankly could even become dangerous action. It could be turned into some dangerous act of some sort. So it is concerning to me. So now it boils down to the questions of who are these neo-Nazi groups. And by the way, there's another neo-Nazi group that just has also reemerged. This group called the Trinity White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. It was a small Kentucky-based Klan group. It was founded back in 2012. And it kind of just kind of faded out of the picture, but it's reemerged in 2023 after several years of being inactive. Ironically, these anti-Semitic neo-Nazi groups are emerging and showing up in stronghold red states or swing states, which I believe is probably an attempt to influence conservative voters showing that Republicans or conservatives are villains and they are anti-Semitic, therefore you must vote for the other party. The big question is who's orchestrating that? I find it very difficult that these groups and these leaders are doing that, especially if you uh, watched them and saw exactly who they were. 
I don't think they have the aptitude to do that. So the question is, who is? Write a comment who you think that may be trying to influence these groups to come into swing states and strong Republican states to create chaos, and why would they do that? This is Randy Osborne. Until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth. 